good all the time. All good all the time. So today, or this week, when I asked the Lord about the message, he said, believe it, do it. You see, we have an inerrant gospel. We have a gospel full of the love and the life of our Lord. And it never fails. It never fails. Hallelujah. And so the question that the Lord had me to ask was, why are we spending so much time on the glory? Why are we spending so much time on the glory? Well, beloved, it's because if you believe this gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will do this gospel. See that? You believe this, every word in it. Because what is this? This is Christ revealed. This is Christ revealed in all his glory, in all his fullness. So if you believe it, you do it. And it, it won't be by your works. That's the awesome thing. Like the word just given, it's like a, the river of life just flowing through you, right? From the very throne room of God. If you understand what has been deposited in you when you believe, if you understand, when you understand, as you understand, because you understand. It took, God sev it took me several times to get what God really wanted me to say. It's not if. It's not when. See, I misspoke there. But he kept working on me. See how nice he is? <laughs> it's because. Already done, right? Because you have believed, because you understand the power of Christ in you, because you understand the goodness of God, because you understand the love of God, because you understand the glory in you, you will be, you are this gospel, this very glory of God walking in this earth. That's you. He doesn't see any less than that in you. So don't agree when the, with the devil when the devil tells you you're less. You get in agreement with the glory of God. This live, active, overcoming power of the blood. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2.5, I'm going to read this one in the King James. It says, That your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You see that? We do not stand, we will not stand in the wisdom of men. We stand in the power of God. 
the power of God. Say, I stand in the power of God. I'm convinced of this. If we back up a verse to verse 4, it says, By demonstration of the Spirit and power rather than the philosophies of men. You will have the philosophies of men swirling all around, but that is not where you stand. That is not how you're moved. You are moved by the wisdom, the Holy Spirit, the gospel of truth, the Jesus Christ, the Word become flesh in you. Hallelujah. God gave us his glory. And if you need catch up on this, you'll just have to go back through Facebook or the CDs or something, because I'm not going to go back through it all today. God gave us his glory that we may walk in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and not the impotent philosophies of the world. I have a living power in me. You have a living power in you. Hallelujah. So when the attacks of the enemy come, you will stand without wavering. I declare that over you. I decree that over you. You will stand without wavering. Everyone who comes to this church will be equipped. You are because of the blood, but I'm just here to edify you. I'm just here to encourage you. I'm just here to remind you what you have. You will not waver in these end times when the attacks come because you will know and you will believe in the glory of God in you. Knowing your freedom, knowing the victory that the blood has purchased for you. You're covered in it. You're covered in the freedom. You're covered in the victory of the blood. You get that? Hallelujah. We know, you must know, you must know the treasure in earthen vessel. This is just an earthen vessel with a great, great treasure. The power of Christ in you, beloved. Hallelujah. It is undefeatable. It is undefeatable. You walk, in, if you're a believer in Christ, okay? If you're a believer in Christ, if you have received, if you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, and by the way, we can just clear that up right now in TV land. Right now, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's so easy. You just say, thank you, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. And right at that moment, beloved, you are forgiven. You are cleansed by the blood. You are made righteous and whole. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected and now sits at the right hand of the Father and has poured his 
blood out for me in mercy. Now receive the Holy Spirit and know that you are forgiven and free in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So good news, if you just prayed that prayer, you get to claim everything we're talking about today. Hallelujah. So anyway, where was I? You walk in the anointing. If you have received Jesus Christ, the anointed one, Jesus Christ our Lord, you believe it, and you do it. You become, you are Christ to the world. That is the gospel. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yes. And at this time, more than ever, more than ever in our history, you need to believe, you need to know in the power of Christ in you, the glory in you, what's been deposited in you, what's flowing out of you, the good that you can be, the strength, the power of God that you are to the world. But you're going to have to stand. You don't give an inch. You don't give up any of it. Okay? So, the world is in the middle of an onslaught, right? Right? If you want to survive the onslaught, and you will, you will, you must know the glory of God in you. Because the devil will come. What, will he, what does he come to do? Okay, we're going to talk about personally, and we're going to talk about the world. Personally, what does he do? He tries to make you think that you're not forgiven. He tries to make you think that you're not good enough. He tries to make you think that you've messed up too much. Right? All those, all those nasty lies. And none of it's true. Because you've been washed in the blood, and that's all that was needed. By the way, do you know that the worship team didn't even know what I was talking about today? Aren't you thankful for our worship team that listens to the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Lord. I am so, so thankful. So, if we, as we make it through this onslaught, we are going to have to stand. We are going to have to know who we are. We are going to have to rest in the glory that God has put in us. Jesus said that the glory that God has given him, he has put in us. So, think of, now, that I, I talked to you personally about maybe issues. You can think of whatever issues in your own personal life where the devil tries to come and try to lie to you and tell you that you don't measure up or that you're not forgiven or whatever. And then there are these issues in the world that the devil's trying to impose upon us. Critical race theory, right? That's not how God thinks, okay? And I can say that. That is not how God thinks. God does not label people as oppressors and oppressed. In the blood, we're free. See, he looks on the heart. He doesn't look on skin color, right? He does not look on skin color. He looks on the heart. He looks on whether or not you have received his, Lord his son as your Lord in your life. Okay? So any philosophy that tries to say, well, this skin color is the oppressor, and this skin color is the oppressed is fundamentally of the devil and wrong because it does not line up with the scripture. Okay? I'm not preaching politics. I'm preaching scripture. Okay? And wrong is wrong. And the devil hates, I mean, the Lord hates sin. Okay? He hates darkness, and he does not want his children to be deceived. 
right? What about the new biology that's being taught in our schools? By the way, you better think about whether or not, you better think about whether you want to be responsible for sending your child to school. That's on your shoulders. And if grandparents need to help, then they need to help. But the new biology that says men can have babies does not line up with scripture. God created them male and female. He put them together to create, to recreate. And I've never seen a male give birth, and it's not in the word, regardless even of what I've seen. But it's not in the word. Okay? Y'all think I'm being too picky? But see, here's the deal. You need to be aware. You need to be aware. Because the devil comes in the back door. And, and these philosophies didn't just occur yesterday. These have been generations in the making. And church, you better stand up. You had better stand up. You, you are in an end time fight. You are in an end time fight, and it is time for the church. It's been long time, long time. If the church doesn't stand up, it's not going to be done. Okay? So you need to be the one that opens your mouth. Okay? What about the ideas that we choose our gender? Again, God created them male and female. Okay? That's scripture. That's the infallible truth of God, the absolute truth. This is absolute truth. This is absolute truth. I don't care who wants to argue with it or how fancy they make things sound. Deception is deception. Okay? How many people want a person who claims they're the opposite sex to go into the locker room where their, little, where their children are? We've already had attacks because of that. The person that was the, the transgender or the person that woke up that day and felt like they were a girl instead of a boy and went to the gym in St. Louis and said, no, I'm a girl, and they went into the girls' locker room or whatever you call it with young girls and moms in there, it turned, and the, and the gym wouldn't do anything about it because they said, well, it's the law. We, we have to recognize this. If that person feels like a girl today, we, we can't say no. Excuse me? I can say no. And no one's going to force me to say yes to that type of lunacy. It turns out that that person was a pedophile. Okay? That law, one of the consequences is that it will enable pedophilia. Students in high schools that feel like a, if they're a boy, they feel like a girl that day, should not be able to go into the girls' restroom. I'm sorry. So, parents who disagree with the deceptions that are being taught in our schools, and I'll get off the, this in a minute, okay? I'm not here to talk about this. But I want you to be aware. We need to be aware as Christians what our role is. We have a glory in us that puts a stop to this garbage. You see that? We have a glory 
that puts a stop and we are responsible to speak up. What about the, what about the parents who don't agree with what's being taught in the schools and now they're classified as domestic terrorists? Excuse me. They're going to call in the army at a school board meeting because someone feels like they're in threat of their life because a parent gets up and says, I don't agree with the new bi biology. I don't want my child being taught critical race theory because I am not going to have my child going through life thinking that they're a bad oppressor or a humiliated person who's oppressed because God has made my children to be kind, to have his heart, to show his love, to be victorious, to be free. It is just as bad to teach someone there as an oppressor as it is to teach them there as oppressed and vice versa. If you are being taught in school that you are oppressed, what kind of a self-image does that give you? That you are oppressed because of your skin color? What does that tell you? It tells you you have no ability, you have no creativity, you have no strength, you have no God who will help you. You see what I'm saying? I refuse to be identified by my skin color. God thought all skin colors were beautiful. He put them on the earth. We should rejoice in all of them and not classify a person by their skin color. I won't be put in that prison and every child that they're trying to force this down their throat should stand up and say, I refuse to agree with this. It is not who I am. I am powerfully and wonderfully made. I am beautifully created by a, a beautiful Lord who loves me, who gave his life for me, who has good things for me. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's the scripture. What about the forces that are trying to convert our United States, our lovely United States, who was founded on a belief in a supreme God? Right? into a country, this is a country where we can worship freely, worship freely, even if you don't believe, even if you're not a Christian, you have the right to worship freely. Into a country where freedom of speech and freedom of worship is shut down. It's being shut down. Well, we're not going to receive that. We aren't going to receive that. As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord.
in authoritarian regimes that think that they can shut the freedom of the gospel down have another thing coming. God has never lost a battle. He's not about to start now. What about laws that try to tell you how to medically take care of your body? My scripture tells me that God counsels me with his loving eye upon me. He's the one who protects me. A thousand may fall on my side, ten thousand on my right hand, but it shall not come near me. No pestilence shall come nigh my tent. But the point is, every person has the right to listen to the Lord about what they are supposed to do in their specific situation. No condemnation, whether someone takes something or doesn't take something, that is between them and God. That is not the right of the government because this supreme word tells me that God talks to me about everything I need. <laughs> I actually went on a little longer than I anticipated, so I'll move on. <laughs> so you see, this is all tied to the glory. It's all tied to the glory, how we walk, how we talk, what we think. Are, are we renewing our minds and hearts to this? Don't let those little things slip in. Know who you are and who's created you and what you have in you. It is the very glory of God, because if you know that, if you know that, you will face every evil and overcome. You will know exactly what to do in every situation. You will overcome every evil. The Lord holds you in the palm of his hand. You are inscripted in his palm when you become a believer in Christ. Hallelujah. Difficulties will come. Attacks will come. The devil hates the anointing in you. The devil hates the anointed one. And you know what? It never really mattered. I have a bright future. I don't even care what's going on. I walk in joy all the time. Because the devil already defeated, I mean, the God already defeated the devil. The devil tried to defeat Jesus at the cross, and it didn't work. And he's been mad about it. He tried, and it didn't work, and today he is still trying to destroy the outflow of Jesus from you. And it's not going to work now either. It didn't work then, it won't work now. You stay grounded, you test every spirit, 
When something goes on in the world, you say, I know my God already gave me an answer and I'm just going to dig until I find it. The devil was a loser from the beginning. He has been defeated for all of eternity. We just have, you know what? We just have this precious window where we can just go and get as many people as possible. That's your job. You see, I'm in the fivefold ministry. I'm here to edify, to lift you up, to bring you the strength of the word, to let you know that the glory is in you. Do you know when, when Jesus got baptized? What did it say? It said the Holy Spirit remained. So it's the same for you. Thank you. Good idea. Smart woman. (laughs) You see, the devil is mad. He wants to take as many people to hell as possible. But you're not going to let him because you're going to say, I know the glory in me. I know what's been put in me, and I am going to let it flow. I'm going to let it shine. I am going to be that light. I am going to be that life flow. Gosh, I don't like it when I yell. (laughs) I really don't. I try so very hard. Because I just love looking out those really calm preachers. And they, they are just so calm, you know what I mean? And they just deliver this word, and it's just so calm. And I just wish sometimes I was like that, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the devil is mad because he, he, he is not in the presence of God. He will never be in the presence of God. And he is jealous, and he wants to keep you out of the presence of God, but he can't. He can't when you walk in what you know. The glory of God in you is the defeat of the devil. The blood did it, and now you got it. (laughs) Hallelujah, I got it, I got it, I got it. When you understand the anointing that you have received, the devil cannot have his way. <laughs> the truth. The freedom. There's a song, it's freedom. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know any other words. Freedom. That is the right pitch, but I don't know the song. (laughs) Him who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now, beloved, just walk in it. Just talk it, walk in it. Walk in the freedom that has been purchased for you and say, devil, I am not listening. I will not listen. You are a liar. You are a liar from the beginning of time. And I am too smart to listen to your garbage. (laughs) I better get back to the scripture. 
You know, the scripture says that God sits in the heavens and laughs. So go ahead, just laugh at the devil. Go ahead, that's what God does. (laughs) I am not a crazy lady. I'm just imitating Jesus. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Contain thyself, woman. (laughs) Why? (laughs) There is nothing contained about the gospel of Jesus Christ in this earth. (laughs) He is all powerful, all good, all defeating. The glory of God poured out in you, going forth. Hallelujah. We should always be rejoicing in that. <laughs> okay, 1 John 2 27. I am going to move. I am going to move. We're going to keep going forward. NIV. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. As for you, the anointing you received. <laughs> The anointing you received from him remains in you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I am trying really hard. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, including how to take care of your body medically. (laughs) And as that anointing is real, it is real. (laughs) It is not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. That's where I'm going to remain. In him. In him. In him, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I have no fear. I have no doubt. I have a saving Lord. (laughs) Okay. So, the devil, he just wants to attack and attack and attack, and you're just going to laugh and you're going to laugh and you're going to laugh in his face. He wants to try to destroy your ministry, the mission of God for your life, but he can't. He can't. The devil will lie about your future. He sa- he'll say, you messed up way too much, child. And then you go, I'm not your child, devil. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> right? <laughs> he'll try to lie to you about your future. He'll tell you you messed up. He'll tell you you're not smart enough. He'll tell you you're not equipped. He'll tell you you don't got, you don't got what it takes. <laughs> How do you like that grammar? (laughs) And you just say, I got what it takes because I got the blood. I got the blood. I got the blood. Woo, it's hot in here. (laughs) Okay. I am not being irreverent. 
I am just excited about what God does because he is a here and now God. He shows up every day in my life. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. And that is something to be happy about. <laughs> so he's going to try to lie, about you, lie to you about your past, too. He'll tell you your future's too dim. And you go, my future's so bright, i got to wear shades. And then he's, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to wear shades. Because I'm going to see every little bit about what God has for me to accomplish, and I'm going to see it done. And it's brighter than bright. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> so he's going to try to make you disbelieve in the great destiny that he has for you, because believe me, the Lord has a great destiny for every one of you. Beautiful. He thinks you're beautiful. He, th he knows you're beautiful. And he has greatness ahead of you. He's standing at the end of your life, and he's saying, every bit of greatness that I had planned for that person, for my child, I've seen it come to pass. Hallelujah. And nothing in the, your past is ever going to be brought up once you just lay it down. It's not, he's not going to bring that up. That's not what you're going to hear. He's going to say, my beautiful child. You did everything I wanted you to do. You received my son. Well done. Hallelujah. So he's going to try to get you to disbelieve the greatness and the victory that he has for you, the devil, that God has for you. But you see, God already planned it, and you just got to cling to him. You just got to look at the face of Jesus. You just, you just keep your eyes on Jesus. He will hit you over the head with your past, and you're just going to say, shut up, devil. I'm not listening. Never going to listen to you. You had no hold on Jesus, and you have no hold on me. Because you know why? Because I'm found in him. And that's all you're going to see. I'm in him, and all you're going to see is him taking care of me, him covering me, the blood covering me. That's all you're going to see. Hallelujah. You have not messed up too much. Hallelujah. So, I truly believe this is why so many people are experiencing increased attacks on their lives. being targeted by the devil who wants to take you down because he thinks he can defeat the mission of Jesus in you, but he can't. He can try, but he can't. The devil wants to make you ineffective for the end-time fight. And you just say, I am a warrior in the army of God. I am effective for him. The blood has already purchased me and I will stand and I will stand and I will stand and I will not be moved. He cannot make you ineffective 
when you know what you have in Christ. No weapon that he ever tried uh, to form against you is effective against the glory in you, against the Christ in you, the power of God, the anointing in you. Second Corinthians four something. Seven, maybe. I think it might be seven. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. What more do you need? We are hard pressed. Okay. So don't feel like a failure when the attack comes. That's what the devil tries to do, but he's never won and he's not going to win against you. Okay, so I'm going to read through this. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. That means here and now. This is not just sometime later. Here. He needs you to know this here. So declare these things. Say this. We're going to go by the word right here. I am not crushed. I am strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. I will not despair. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And everybody better be saying this if you want to do yourself some good. This is going to do you good today. God does not abandon me. He holds me in the palm of his hand. I will not be destroyed. I am victorious in Christ. I am not destroyed because I have the life of Jesus in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you invincible in Christ? Say, yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> so that the life of Christ may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive, say, that's me, are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that, so that, this means that's the result, his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Hallelujah. I receive that. Verse 13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. What are you going to speak? Life. 
Good answer. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know. You see that? We know. Convinced. Revelation knowledge. Experiential knowledge. We know. The word knowledge. That the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us Present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving, listen to this, to overflow to the glory of God. Are you an overflowing vessel to the glory of God? Yes. Yes. Say that. You say that. Say, I am an overflowing vessel to the glory of God. (laughs) Therefore, we do not lose heart. (laughs) How could you lose heart? We do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. I do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Say that. I am renewed. I am renewed. Hallelujah. I do not lose heart. I hope in Christ. God's glory in me. Amen. Amen is right. For our light and momentary troubles, don't make them worse than they are. Just, 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 just compare them to Jesus and you'll just walk away skipping and jumping. <laughs> for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is unseen, you know, what's going on around us. We're not looking at that. But what on, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since the seen is temporary, thank you, Jesus, but what is unseen is eternal. Hallelujah. Beloved, I will say again, the glory of God in you is the devil's demise. Jesus defeated the devil and all of his schemes and he deposited his glory in you. It is not something you're chasing. It is something that you have that is flowing. It is a river of life from the throne room of God. Hallelujah. And now you, walking in that glory, Shut the devil down in every one of his endeavors. Try, try, he might, but that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be a worthless try. Because, you know why? 
I'm not just trying, Jesus. I am doing, Jesus, in this world right now, every day, and so are you. We are not trying, Jesus. We are not trying out the word. We are doing it. He can only try, but we do. You get that? So, glory carry devil destroyer. <laughs> I'm talking to you. The devil and all his hosts, regardless of what they try, regardless of the attacks, regardless of how they try to discourage you, regardless of how they try to defeat the anointing of Christ in you, it is impossible. He wants to destroy the mission of God in you, but he can't. He knows that you walking in the anointing of Christ are a light so bright. You are such a bright light that you will outshine and defeat all darkness in the name of Jesus. You are a beacon of light. You are a city on a hill. All by your little old self. <laughs> because you have a whole host of angels. Not to mention your Christian brothers and believers and sisters. You are a city on a hill. You are a lighthouse shining the way for those to come to port to inhabit the new Jerusalem for all eternity. That's you. That's you. The devil will try to stop the anointing in you. He is afraid of you. He is so afraid of you. Why do you think the scripture says, don't be afraid, only believe? You see? He's the one that needs to be afraid. Not us. Not us. He cannot stop anyone who understands the treasure that they have in his or her earthen vessel. The overcoming freedom that was purchased for you in the blood. The overcoming victory that you have in the blood. 2 Corinthians 4.17. I'm going to reread this verse from the Aramaic. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For the suffering of this time, while very small and swift, prepares us great glory without limits. Don't you love that, the way that one's phrased? Prepares us great glory without limits for the eternity of eternities. Verse 18, for we do not rejoice in those things that are seen, but in these things that are unseen. For things seen are time-related. I like that. It gives a better understanding. 
time-related, but those things that are unseen are eternal. Beloved, the scripture says that you have glory without limits. Glory without limits. Your answer to every attack of the enemy in your life. I Say this. I have God's glory without limits. Because I'm a believer. Believe the glory. Know the glory. Speak the glory. And you will see the glory. You will do the glory. You are Jesus' glory here. 2 Corinthians 4.13, I'm going to also reread that in, from the Aramaic. Therefore, we also, in whom? In whom? That's in you. Okay? In whom is that one spirit of faith? All you need is faith in Jesus. As it is written, I have believed because of this. I have also spoken. We believe because of this. We also speak. We speak the glory. We know the glory. We see the glory accomplished in our lives and in the lives of others that God has led us to, you know, touch. Beloved, it is time to stand on what you know. To believe what this gospel says about you. In what you know, to stand in the gospel of Christ in all its fullness. Completeness. Not one little bit missing. Believe it and don't back off. One of my kids this week came up to me, which is really how this whole sermon started, and this child, not child, young adult, said to me, Mom, if you believe it, you do it. You will do it. In other words, a foregone conclusion. So I only have one job, to believe it. And when that young adult said that to me, I'm like, God said, there's your, scripture, there's your, there's your sermon, Lisa Marie. Now get to work. When you believe it, you do it. And that's not like works do it. That's like flow do it. That's like it can't help but come out. It can't help but go through you. Because you're believing it, it's there. So it's just going to flow out. Believing is doing. So, when we stand in the anointing, in the complete ministry of Jesus Christ, believed and received by us into our spirit beings, what are the benefits? Would you like to hear that part? <laughs> what does all this accomplish? Because we can talk about glory, 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 so what's it doing? Is that a good question? Well, we're going to accomplish God's will. But we won't just leave it there. The Lord gave me a whole bunch of scriptures, and I'll try to run through them really quickly. Because there are a whole bunch of benefits of walking in the glory. 
All right, here we go. Psalm 27, 13. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. 1 John 2, 27. We read that earlier. Let me go back and find it. 1 John 2, 27. As for you, okay, the glory, the anointing, the anointing you receive from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and as his anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. So you have an anointing that teaches you the very counsel of God. You hear from the Lord. Don't ever say again, I cannot hear from the Lord. I don't hear from the Lord. Don't say that. Say, I have an anointing in me that is real and it teaches me. You know, I pray this over my kids. Whenever they go into exams, I say, because just go to John 14 and a whole bunch of other places. You say, he brings to our remembrance everything that he has taught us. I believe that's John 14, 26. That's good for life. Isaiah 10, 27, NIV. In that day, their burden will be lifted from your shoulders, their yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. That's the anointing in you. Devil-destroying, yoke-breaking, you have no power over me, devil anointing. In the NASB it says, because of the fatness. How do you like that for the anointing? Every yoke and bondage broken off your life, my life. The KJV actually uses the term because of the anointing. 1 John 2.20 from the Aramaic. And this is from the Aramaic. And you have an anointing, I love this, from the Holy One and you discern every person. He allows you, he gives you discerning of spirits. You will not be tricked or deceived. Hebrews 1.9, you, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. What happens because of that? Therefore, see the word therefore? Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companion by anointing you with the oil of joy. Hallelujah. Go forth in the oil of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy in every circumstance. Mark 6, 13, Jesus starts off and he says, and if any place will not welcome you, believe me, there's a lot out there where your, your word, your belief system because of the Bible will not be received. All right? And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place. Shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. That's the love of God. 
allowing repentance to bring redemption. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Driving out demons and healing. Are you all getting this? Okay. 1 Samuel 16, NIV, verse 12. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. Okay, this is talking about David. This is the one. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And you walk in a better covenant. It is not on you, but in you. I should say, just, just, just not on you. It is in you. The Spirit, say this, the Spirit of the Lord is powerfully in me. Were y'all, were y'all really, really confessing that out of your hearts? Good. Do it again. What, where is that? What, there's something. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. That's some prophet that always says that. Can't think of who it is right now. The Spirit of the Lord is powerfully in me. I know who that is. It's Tracy Cook. He got it from Brother Schombach. He says, do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Is that southern drawl? <laughs> Isaiah 45, 1. This is what the Lord said to his anointed. Now, this is Old Testament, and he's talking to Cyrus, but are you the anointed? Okay. Whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. Do you know that you walk in an open heaven? No gate of hell is going to prevail against you. No gate of hell is going to prevail against me. I walk in an open heaven. That is you, walking in the anointing. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Again, Old Testament. Okay, when I read this, because this is a really long pass passage, okay, I want you to say, in your hearts, I want you to say, I do this. Okay, say it. I do this. What I'm just about to read. You say, I do this. Yes. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoner. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God. 
to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them. Listen, 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 listen. I want you to realize that you have received this. Okay? You're going to say, I, from here on, you're going to say, I have received this. To, and you're, you also do it to others because you've received it. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. You have a crown of beauty. You are crowned with God's beauty. Do you get that? The oil of joy instead of mourning. And the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Hallelujah. You know that praise and worship Praise and worship are a garment round about you that breaks off despair. When you come in, you should come expecting, expecting, contributing, entering in worship and praise. You will have yokes broken before any preaching ever gets done. They will be called oaks of righteousness. Say, I am an oak of righteousness. A planning of the Lord. Get this. For the display of his splendor. Say, I display the splendor of the Lord. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Now, I thought about this verse in a new light when the Lord showed it to me that I needed to say it today. So if you disagree with me, tough. <laughs> you have that right. You'll just be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm really, really teasing, okay? There's more than one interpretation. But this is what the Lord told me how to look at this verse. Proverbs 21:20, out of the ESV. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling. That's you. You are a wise man because you've chosen Jesus. So you have precious treasure and oil. But a foolish man devours it. How do we devour it? And this is the part the Lord told me about. He said, you, people, not anyone here at RCC, because you guys are all wise, okay? But it is because they refuse to believe in the fullness of the gospel. You devour, you de not you, people, devour the precious treasure and oil in them by refusing to believe in the glory in them from God, by refusing to believe in the fullness of the gospel, by rather choosing men's philosophies. See, I'm going to believe in all the fullness. So I, I, if the Lord tells me to walk up to someone and say, be healed in Jesus' name, I do that. I am not responsible after that. Right? Because I have a precious treasure, and I'm just going to, 
If he tells me to do something, I'm going to do that thing, and I'm just going to release that precious treasure. Last verse, Psalm 20, verse 6, NIV. Now this I know, this I know, say, I know this. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. Hallelujah. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary. Some verses there say holy heaven. So God answers us from his holy heaven with the victorious power of his right hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> the victorious power of his right hand. Is there anything in your life, once you submit it to the Lord Jesus Christ, that that would ever be ineffective on? Absolutely not. So, there you have it. That's what the Lord would have us discuss today. <laughs> and guess what? I don't even know what I'm preaching on next week, but the Lord already said, and I'm not saying this to get people to come. He said, you're not going to want to miss it. Whoa, that's stepping out there. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Our tithes and offerings. And then we're going to take communion. By the way, we have open communion. If you are a blood-bought believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, communion is open. 2 Corinthians 8. And if anyone yawns on me next week, I'm sending you out the door. I'm being sweet and nice. I'm just teasing. Okay. Second Corinthians 8. But just as you excel in everything. Do you know you excel in, you know, that's another scripture I pray over our kids whenever they're, they have something that's coming up or a test or anything like that. That they excel in everything by the Lord Jesus Christ. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Hallelujah. We should all excel in the grace of giving. And that's not just finances. That's the love of Jesus. That's the glory of God in you. But it does include material things. So dear Lord, I just thank you for every person here today. Lord, I thank you that they are blessed. I thank you that they are victorious in you. I thank you that we recognize the wonderful, beautiful treasure of your glory that you have deposited in us. 
that we recognize that it is your blood and your blood alone that has given us this precious gift. And so I just pray that they walk in a new anointing of power, in a new anointing that the glory brings, that rivers of life flow out of their bellies to bring healing and life. And I thank you for every gift sown. Lord, that it would be a great harvest back unto them and that it would produce a great harvest for you. For your glory and only your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Oh, don't say amen twice. Once is enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then as soon as the offerings and tithes are accepted, we will take communion. If you need communion elements, please raise your hand and an usher will bring you, will bring it to you. Uh-oh. Anointed and blessed. <laughs> Everybody have their elements? Oh Lord. We come to you receiving. We come to you in remembrance of what you have done for us. And as we see, receive our communion elements today, the body and the blood, we receive the fullness of what you have done for us. Thank you for your body which you allowed to be hung on that cross, that we are healed. Receive your healing now. In Jesus' name. And we are so thankful for your blood, which you willingly poured out So that we could walk in your mercy. So that we are forgiven no matter what. That when we come to you, we are forgiven. That your mercy, your mercy has covered us. Thank you, God, for seeing us through the blood. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So you are dismissed. I pray you are blessed and that you go out in the anointing. In Jesus' name. If anyone needs private prayer, I'm right here.